Hey everyone, welcome to the Family Business Podcast. My name is Dominique Sampson. And my name is Malobi Sampson II. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from relationships, careers, God, therapy. Listen, we are talking about it all. So sit back, relax, and let us take you on the adventure of a lifetime. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast. Um, Sorry if that was like super loud for (laughs) y'all. We getting it together. We getting it together. We sure are. Um, How are you doing today? Wherever you are, whatever time it is, I hope that and pray that you're doing well. I'm talking to you. Oh, me, me. (laughs) Thought you were talking to the listeners out there on the ones and twos. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. This is going surprisingly well. <laughs> I think um, hearing some of the feedback on it has been interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in all the good ways. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so it's going well. It's going well. I finally set up my camera. We're not <laughs> recording, but I set it up. We're getting closer to, to our standard of what we're going to ultimately look like. Mm-hmm. But our sound is there. You know, the look will be there soon. We're just going to have the whole thing worked out. So I'm feeling good. I love it. Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. So I love it. Um, Sometimes we wait until we have the the right uh, setting, the right everything, the right money, the right person, all of those things. And there will be no right time. Just got to jump in. Just got to jump in and, and use your gifts. Something I think about is like double dutch. Mm. I've never double dutched. I think I've tried. I used to double but I'm not like cause. it's the timing of getting in and mm, then like yeah. maintaining the jump. It's true. It's true. The timing of getting in is super, super important. It's super, super important. It is because you can mess with the whole game. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think too that that um with it, like it's not something you can do by yourself. You can't double dutch by yourself it requires a team it requires usually two people i've seen people tie a rope on a door a building whatever and they're like i was like wait what are they doing to the building oh what you're talking about actually maybe it's like the practice yeah no they i mean you if you didn't have the extra person you definitely was tying the rope somewhere right and you were double dutching and so in that, like, but you got to jump in mm-hmm. and there's no like, who mm-hmm. I'm going to train to become good at jumping in. You just got to jump in and get hit. You know, <laughs> I just imagine the, I was like, <laughs> but that's not that thing hitting the ground. Like I imagine oh. it hitting me. So I'm like, mm, I got spanked before. So, you know, I ain't trying to like volunteer a spanking. <laughs> that was my thinking on it. Well, then you really suck then. I sucked and not- I missed out. Yeah, right? you didn't like miss out. and that's the that's the point of we just jumping in. We can definitely still get you oh, get you in. Thank you. We could play, you know, double dutch. You know, I think someone did try to turn it slow enough for me. That's crazy. But that's then, not like, double dutch. it's not, and it takes forever to come back around because you're like, ooh. You know, they have that game at uh, Dave and Buster's. Kind of, you could practice. Yeah, Maybe we can practice. And then but can you do don't get the full hit. Like the thing about double dutch is you you gotta feel the fear of the rope. <laughs> You got to feel like the wind, like, trauma, you know how trauma. you go to get ready to jump in and you can hear the, <laughs> you're like, all right, now we need here. a button for that. Like trauma, trauma. When something is dramatic, 
a trauma button. We're going to get our buttons together. Because when you're talking about this, you need to feel the of the rope. That all goes into it. That goes into it. I've never, now mind you, I've never met anybody with double dutch wounds. I've never met anybody with like, like, oh, how'd you get that scrape? Back in 82. Got hit with the. Hit with the whammy. With the double dutch. (laughs) They hit you with the double dutch? Double dutch. They got me on my way in. It's kind of when they use that term pokey for jail. (laughs) The pokey. Never heard that one. You didn't hear that from Matilda? Nope. Heard. The jokey. Oh, maybe she's the Wow. <laughs> wow. Maybe the pokies. I'm like, I hope they're not calling jail pokies. <laughs> Isn't that like a, a something for the steak? Like, maybe they say the pokey. The pokey. I thought they said the pokey. They don't say the pokey? The chokey. The chokey. And I believe it's because you choke. They choke you in there. No, no, no. Nope. No one's in there choking. <laughs> it's so steamy or hot or whatever that you're choking. Oh yeah! Wow, things that you learn or you see as a kid that makes sense only when you become adult, like that, like that song "Peaches and Cream." I sing that song as a kid and was like, "Oh, they are talking about sex." <laughs> I got you. Never heard the song, but the ne- never heard the song. He says the pokey thing is interesting. There's a there's the same people say I was this days I was this many days old when I found out. Such a thing. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. So, like, um, that's another quick fun fact. Markers, mm-hmm. um, especially the Sharpie ones, well, all markers have it where they have holes on the top. The reason the holes are there. Really? Yeah. The reason the holes are there is because if a child takes one in and hmm. is choking, they can still have a passageway for the air to get through. Wow. Even if it gets stuck or lodged in their throat. Wow. I am curious if it like gets stuck sideways what happens, but if it gets stuck the long way, they can still breathe. That's so, so interesting. So that's one of the uses of the marker top. I'm like, bow, bow, bow. resource of the day is the show. our Sharpie markers brought to you by, I'm just kidding, They're not the resource of the day, <laughs> but um. Okay, so I think it's about time we should get into this topic. Let's do it. Because we have wasted enough of the listeners' time talking about Sharpie markers and whatnot. Yeah, they got to know I us a little more. Like, like, side note, I thought you were going to talk about something like sniffing, sniffing markers. I don't know why I thought you were going there, but uh, let's move on. So today we're going to talk about um, happiness in marriage. Yes. Love and marriage. Go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brothers. You can't have one without the other. other. You like that other. I do. But also, too, I was trying to jump in in the right key. Oh, okay. You know, it kind of like it's annoying when people are like wanting to jump in. I think you should make a joyful noise, but it got to sound joyful. Keep you it know. to yourself. <laughs> but let's talk about love or happiness in marriage, though. Because mm-hmm. I've been actually talking about this a lot. Um, I teach at a university here in New York. You better, you better let them know. <laughs> let them know. No, you professing. You out here professicating. Okay, you doing your thing. <laughs> Educated. But I was just thinking about um, 
when I teach those courses, um, one of the, the awesome books that we're going through is Sacred Marriage. And I've linked that below um, in a previous podcast, but I'll also link it below here for the viewers and listeners to um, pick up a copy from Amazon mm-hmm. because it is a really good book. And I, it really drove me to have this conversation. I've been having this conversation, I feel like, all day with people about mm-hmm. um, love and happiness and marriage and all those love things. And, <laughs> and I think, oh, you know that's I don't know actually anything <laughs> other than that part. And I think uh, is worth talking about, honestly. So my question to you is, Shoot. do you think happiness is a um, a must have in marriage? I'm going to repeat the question so the people in the back can hear it. Okay, go. Do I think happiness is necessary in a marriage? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a really good question because first we have to start by defining happiness. Yeah, I'm that guy. Right? And so when I think about happiness, happiness, it's weird because some people are like, well, happiness is temporary and joy is permanent. Mm-hmm. Do you want the joy of the Lord or do you want the happiness of the Lord? Well, if I had to choose one or the other, I guess I'd choose, right? So you have people saying that. And I'm like, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think about happiness, I guess I do tie happiness to an emotional state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happiness um, being when you wake up Christmas morning. It's mm-hmm. true. Um, when you see family relatives that the moment you walk through the door, not after you've been there a few days and you're like, all right, I'm ready to go home. But like the, when you first see them and you're like, oh my gosh, I missed you guys. I'm so happy to see you. Right. Mm-hmm. All those things. And then the way Webster or Apple describes it, happiness is the state of being happy. Such a, using the word and definition, I, and I don't like those types of definitions, but when you're happy, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's like a feeling. What you're trying to say? Feeling, yeah, that you have, and it's like, man, this is so awesome. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about relying so heavily on happiness is kind of like the example with Christmas or with family members. At some point, it drops, right? Mm-hmm. Like after a few days, you're like, dang, I'm tired of. I need a break from the family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't get what you wanted for Christmas as a kid, it's not a happy Christmas no more. Now it's like, dang, is why, right? So it. it quickly changes and so i think do i think they have even movies on it like the pursuit of happiness and and things like that so like happiness seems to be a construct that we have as society that like we need to be happy sometimes even the song because i'm happy exactly so we have like a idea that we generally want to be happy and happy looks like smiling and dancing and mm-hmm. never having any issues, I think, right. um, is what happiness looks like. And um, I think, you know, I was in reading that book, they talk about this idea that like happiness and holiness are um, are not contradictory things and how you can have happiness in your marriage, but 
your happiness is not predicated on what the person does for you or does to you, Mm -hmm. but it's predicated on your desire to stay and maintain, um, like this foundational happiness, which is, you know, some joy. And it's like the things of the world don't, um, satisfy us. I think Beyonce has a song, money don't make me happy. And a fella can't make me fancy. Mm -hmm. And I think about that when I'm thinking about this of, of literally like, it's not the state of having obtaining things um, that I think God is asking for from us in marriage. It's like, will you be satisfied? Will you be um, everlasting mm-hmm. in this relationship? Yeah. Whether he brings you flowers on Valentine's Day or not, right. or whether he rubs your feet or she does whatever to you. Right. Will you choose? Will you choose to, to be happy? To be happy or to be joyful. Which interestingly, mm-hmm. when the Bible, there's no happy in the Bible. What? There's no happy in the Bible. Mm, you sure? Yeah. It's interesting, right? The mm-hmm. term that they use to mm-hmm. be a synonym for happiness is blessed. Okay. And there's two ways that it's used. In one instance, the word blessed, not happy. Blessed can be when God is attributing something to something. So um, he'll say something like, uh, I think the word for it is not think, I know the word for it is Barak, mm. right? And so Barak is this term meaning blessed. And it's uh, when God is giving his word and enab- enabling it to go forth, resulting in benefits such as authority, peace and rest, mm-hmm. right? So an example of this is like Genesis one verse 22. And it says, God bless them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. So that's God blessing them. And then you have another instance of blessed where um, it's it's more of you will be blessed. You will be happy doing these things. Mm-hmm. And so it's often mm-hmm. like the Bible attributes happiness to an activity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you're um, intentionally doing. Like yeah. happiness isn't an accidental mm-hmm. thing, but it's mm-hmm. an intentional plan. Mm-hmm chased pursued thing which is interesting that you say that because i'm i was reading this article on psychology today called happiness um which i'll link below also okay in the show notes but um they also say a very similar thing that like in order to obtain happiness there's usually um it involves some typical type of um a considerable discomfort and i, I think about when we had obi and how nine months of discomfort, right? I don't know if it was nine full it months. It was pretty much nine months. When you ate the food that you were craving. Okay. Was that a good mm, feeling? There were spurts of happiness. Okay. okay. But for the most part. Did the ice cream hit? You know what, too? I remember. You Hold were, on. Let me finish okay, what I sorry. was going to say. I did remember something <laughs> else. That's all. Hold on. I was going to say that for the most part, it was an uncomfortable place. I don't know any woman. First of all, let me let me just say this. Back up. I don't know any woman who's out here having a baby who is know. extra comfortable. Okay, Oops. who's not having any discomfort. Your feet are swelling. Mm. Your body is changing. Your mm. cravings are happening. Your mm. titties hurt. Okay, like there are things that are happening psychologically, emotionally, physically with you that um, you you may choose to put on joy and happiness. But I'm going to tell you something. Your body is changing. Your hair is coming out or growing. It, you know, your face look 
it's all types of stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And so there's a measure of discomfort that happens. But on the other side, even when the contractions happen, there's a measure of discomfort that happens. But after you push that baby out, then you're like, oh, let's do it again. Oh, this is so exciting. I miss okay. this place or time. And so there's like there's that joy or happiness that comes from seeing this child. Um, but it doesn't come out of just like nowhere. It doesn't come it comes without some struggle. Yeah. And I think about that in marriage, um, that happiness does come and happiness is a part of marriage, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't come without some type of Mm. struggle. I think it's a a, a consequence to something. It's not a happen. It's not just a a fell in your lap type of thing. But I think that that's the struggle that we have in this society where many couples think marriage will make me happy. And it's like, uh, Psych. <laughs> exactly. I gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. Where marriage is not going to make you happy, but it will provide the certain type of circumstances that will push you or what we call perturb the system enough to cause you to find happiness. Mm. Um, but you're going to have to go through some things in order to obtain that happiness. And that honeymoon, that's what we call like the honeymoon season, because that little moment of time uh Mm. kind of fades after a while and not because you don't love the person anymore but because you get into life like life starts to happen so i can't just sit and google eye at you all the time and say oh my gosh we're married because i'm like yes we married and get your behind come on let's do some things we gotta get some things done yeah what were you gonna say a few things i'm really glad you're talking about this because i read something a few days ago and i was shocked because i felt like I'm being lied to. <laughs> but um, when I say, I want you to blurt out the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. What I is <laughs> juice? Okay. No, Red, green, purple, right. orange. Okay. So um, <laughs> when you think of divorce rates mm-hmm. in America, what number comes to mind? So because I read that with you. Okay, it's awkward. But before we actually read that, most of the time we heard fifty-fifty. We heard fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, what we don't often hear attached to that fifty percent is the number of years it takes to get to that point. Right, right. So there's a certain number of years. Still looking up when that is, but most divorces, um, the number like five within five years. Five to ten years. In 2022, the number was 14 out of every thousand. Wow. 14 out of every thousand, which is crazy because. 14 people out of 14 14 marriages out of every thousand ended in divorce. Wow. That's not a lot. It's nowhere near 50%. Mm -hmm. It's like way, way off. I think that number that you saw was like 35 or 39%. Of all marriages and in divorce, and twenty five percent of those are um, second marriages. Second marriages, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, when you think about that, I was like, "Man, this is one of the biggest hoaxes we've been fed." <laughs> is that fifty percent of marriages in a divorce? Yeah. And so, then oftentimes, what I hear people say is, "It's just a piece of paper," or you hear them say, "You know, um, why? Why do I want to get into something that fifty percent of them fail?" In? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then now my response is like, well, one, let me re-inform you. Mm -hmm. The data has changed on it. It has changed. Mm -hmm. COVID, while we were in COVID, it actually made people stay together Mm -hmm. because they saw the other spouse 
stepping up mm -hmm. or they saw all the work that went into it and they were like, man, I really love and appreciate all that you have to do mm -hmm. to get this done. Mm -hmm. And we got married in COVID. So we didn't have that same, cause I also heard on the flip side, some couples being like, Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to go back to work. This person is getting on my last nerve right. and these kids need to get out of this house and go learn something. Right. right? So we heard all of that stuff. <laughs> we heard all of that stuff happening. But it depended but on we, where you lived. Cause I think that was a city. Mm, a city issue. Yeah. I don't know, but we got married uh, during COVID, during COVID, so Correct. it was like very exciting. It was like an extended honeymoon, almost. It was because it was like you're in love and you get to stay there. Which, biblically, you wouldn't do anything for yeah. the whole first year. Yeah. You wouldn't go to war. You would kind of chill with your wife, which was kind of nice. Yeah, it was awesome. And so it was kind of nice biblically, and it was great that we got to do it. So it was definitely yeah. awesome. It was yeah. like, man, this is. Like I'm getting to learn more of who this person is. Yeah, yeah, and and granted, we dated for seven years, so I feel like if you don't know me by now, you will never ever 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 know me. But even to that point, <laughs> to that point, you can date your whole life, but kidding. it's a whole I'm different thing when you get I'm just kidding. married. Know. You know, yeah. and so it's yeah, it's definitely a complete different thing. And a lot of times, I also read something today that said. Um, or maybe it was I was listening to a video and they were saying that they believed that most of the relationships where people post things mm -hmm. are relationships like, where they're not happy. Oh, like on social media. Yeah. Mm. Or they're not satisfied. And so they almost have to like, hey, look at us. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not going to sure. say that is or is not true because I don't know for sure. But it is an interesting thing to think about mm -hmm. if your happiness is tied to what you see others do mm -hmm. or don't do. Or if you're heard or if you're seen and all those things. Yeah. I remember having an experience once um, when I was in college where the Lord was sharing something very crucial with me about dating on dating and social media and how social media really, you know, kept me in like this like trap of wanting something more from my relationship and and um i think i'll share that here obi's waking up i think i'll share that here on our next episode see you guys next time